Welcome to Whatever It Takes Radio, helping you do whatever it takes to succeed in marriage and in life. I'm your host, Paul Speed, and today I'm sitting in the studio with my wife, Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? I'm wonderful and feeling really blessed that we have some special guests with us today. Me too. You and I have been talking about this podcast for a while, and we've both been excited because we've got two of our really good friends, Phil and Priscilla Fretwell, in the studio with us today. Hello, guys. Hey, Hi. we are glad to be here with you. Well, we're yes. super glad you're here. You and I were just reflecting, Phil. You and I met five years ago, so it's kind of like an anniversary date. But <laughs> yes, uh, I'm so excited about that. But you listeners today are going to get to learn more about Phil and Priscilla. Um, it's a special day because we wanted to introduce their book that they have just written and also just introduce you, uh, introduce them to our listeners Many of you that are listening that have come through WIT, you probably already know them because they have served um, for years as coaches at our men's weekends, women's weekends, and our couples weekends. And they're a huge blessing to the ministry. But he's also, uh, they are the founders of Savage Marriage Ministries. And you can find that at savagemarriageministries.com and co-authors of the book, um, Savage Marriage, which is an awesome book. It's Triumph Over Betrayal and Sexual Addiction. So guys, we're really excited that you're here today, but let's start off for the listeners that maybe don't know your story, never heard of Phil and Priscilla Fretwell, and tell us your story. Well, you know, even the reflection on five years ago, Paul takes us, takes us back to that because five years ago uh, when we met, I had just come clean with Priscilla and I had shared with her a story about my 28 years of sexual immorality that had started with pornography and masturbation when I was probably 10, but had progressed to include massage parlors after we got married. And I was just in a tough, tough spot. And um, I had shared all this with her and it really created a crisis in our marriage at that point. Um, and, uh, but put us in a place, we always say God rescues you out of your lowest pit. It's a, a as a scripture, and I was certainly in my lowest pit, and I was looking for a rescue for God. And that's that rescue that started my life um, put Priscilla also in her own crisis. That's right. Uh, the day that Phil came clean to me um, is a day I will never forget because it just shattered my world. I had no clue that this was happening, and um, of him living in a double life and me being totally oblivious to it. Um, it was a day that, that will forever be imprinted. It was just seeing our marriage just totally crumble in front of me and being disillusioned right there with marriage. And what did, what happened to us? Um, not believing that any part of our marriage, there was truth in it. It was all based on lies. At least that's how I felt at that moment. And, uh, it just, it just brought me to my knees. It really did. But, you know, in the middle of that confession, uh, I asked Priscilla to help me. And I didn't realize it at that time, but I used a word, which was a a word that I think God has put inside of all, all women. And um, I never asked her to help me with anything. But at that mm -hmm. moment, she was just, it, it, it opened up a door of compassion for mm -hmm. me. And um, it was amazing to see that in her. And that really put us on the same path moving forward, I think. Yeah, this is, you know, our marriage was in a crisis situation, right? Um, 
And um, I was so thankful that God brought me to a place of four days to hope. And, you know, I don't know how I ended up there to tell you the truth other than God. Only God. Only God. <laughs> That's God, right. God orchestrated that trip in an amazing way. And um, I went to four days to hope thinking that if I could just fix Phil, everything will be all right. And it wasn't uh, at all for at that time to fix Phil, it was to fix me. And God really, I heard God's voice say that to me up at four days to hope. Oh. And, um, and it was the first time it's kind of like, you know, you're in this place and you're in a dark room kind of thing. And I really was in a dark place and someone comes in and they open the curtains and all this light is coming into the room. Oh. And that is how I felt at hope, even in my distress even in my my bitterness and ugliness that I felt towards Phil, God managed to open that curtain wide and say, Priscilla, let's look at you. Mm. And um, it was an amazing weekend that I will never forget. It is it one of the beautiful. highlights of my life. Um, oh, wow. Because, especially because it was the first time that I heard the voice of God speak to me. Here I was raised in uh, a Christian home and a missionary kid and all that churchgoer stuff. And and this is the first time I hear his voice. It was amazing. Mm. And But, you know, that was the beginning of not that our marriage was fixed, but it was the beginning of me looking at my own life and where I was with Christ. And when Priscilla came home from that, it just the timing was all working out. I mean, the next weekend I went to Four Days to Freedom and uh, I, I didn't even believe, I mean, four days to freedom. Are you kidding me? I've been struggling with this stuff my entire <laughs> life. And Paul, you're saying this is four days. I mean, come on, you know, and, uh, but I got there and I started hearing testimonies from people about what God had done in their life. And it took me out of unbelief because I was living in a paradigm of unbelief that God can heal and, and resurrect your marriage, resurrect your life. And I started believing what you were saying, Paul. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the first night I thought you were crazy. Um, well, you know, I kind of still think you're crazy sometimes, but <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. Nikki you know, that, so I, I'm in agreement with you, Phil, you know, <laughs> you're terrible. You know, I'm just, I'm just thinking one day I can be as crazy as you and then I'll be yeah. really sad. But, uh, but the, but, you know, I tell you, God used that weekend. I went home and I really, I, even though I confessed everything I had done to Priscilla, the Lord showed me that I had to confess more than that. I needed to confess my thoughts, my fantasies, my soul ties, and the shame that I had grown up with in my childhood. And when we started doing that, it really put us on a different level of uh, spiritual, emotional intimacy. And that's really where God took us and, and created, started creating the healing in our life then. And so that's kind of the short, short story of where, where we've been. And that was about five years ago. Well, well, it's a powerful story and it still brings me to tears to hear you just talk about it. Cause, um, walking that journey with you guys, I just remember, and even though there's many, many couples out there that have gone similar paths, they're all still special. Every one of them, um, Priscilla, just hearing your journey. I remember even myself, what it was like when I began to come clean with Jenny for the first time in my life and unpack some things like Phil did. And I felt like it was somebody's just turned the light on in my life. In other words, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I didn't even realize I was living in darkness so bad. Right. 
And, um, and it was just the beginning of what's been now a 20 year journey for me and, um, for you guys, it's just a beautiful thing. And now to have the honor to be able to serve along beside you guys for the years and see God use you guys to just replicate what he's done through you and in you, it's just been, um, beautiful, um, beautiful for us. Yeah. Us too, man. And you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's interesting to me is that how my 50 years, you know, uh, as a, you know, whatever you want to call it, Christian or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just, just kind of living in this, in deceit, not, not deceit, but being deceived. I guess that's what I want to say. Like, you know, for our 50 years of being on this earth, I felt like we had been deceived in the sense of not looking at ourselves of where we were with Christ prior mm-hmm. to coming clean. I mean, we were doing all the right things, right? Right. Cri- right. Christian home, going to church, raising our kids the right way, doing homeschooling, all this stuff. But it was mm-hmm. like we had been deceived all these years that we weren't really walking in the light. Yeah. And we thought, we were we walk- thought it would it would be enough. That's what we were taught. That this was yeah. mm-hmm. what God was looking for and you're going to be okay. And if it's not working, try harder. Right. Uh, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not freedom. Um, it's bondage. So you guys, it's incredible. Again, just coming out of that, I know you walked through this journey uh, for several years as far as God giving you one step after an, uh, another, but that brings about um, this book idea. Yeah. Yes. And what motivated you guys to write the book? Like, what was the purpose that uh, God gave you to write a book? Well, it's interesting. We we didn't really want to write a book. That wasn't uh, our plan. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough to share all this stuff with your wife and kids and, you know, your friends and family and stuff like this. But I mean, the thought of writing a book. I mean, Paul, when we first got to know you and I saw everybody with these testimonies online, I told Priscilla, I said, we're never going to have our, our testimony online. <laughs> Surprise. And here, yeah. And here we are writing a book about it, but we really felt like God had done something special and we needed to declare the, the amazing work that he had done in our life. And so probably about two and a half years ago, we started asking God a serious question about this. You know, we felt like we were being prompted in our spirit, and we said, we don't want to just do this um, for recognition or anything else. God, this has to be for you. And so our daughter-in-law uh, prompted us on going to a writing conference, and we decided we'd sign up. And uh, we went to that conference with two questions. And one question was, should we write a book? And the second question was, if we wrote a book, should, who, how should we do it? Should I do it? Should Priscilla do it? Should we write it together? Should our, both our voices be in the book? Mm-hmm. And so those were the two questions we went to that conference with. And then in the middle of the conference, um, a woman came up to Priscilla. Yeah, it was uh, Thursday night. I had met this woman and we had talked and nothing is more intimidating than being in a place with a whole bunch of writers. And they all ask you, what book have you written? And you say, none, (laughs) you know, but anyway, so I met her the first night and the next morning we come in and she comes to me and she says, Hey, uh, I want to talk to you. I have a word from God. And that just blew me away because I was like, yeah, sure. I want to hear it. What did God say? And she said, "Uh, well, God told me to tell you that you both should write the book. 
you both need your both voices need to be in it. And I said, thank you. I receive it. And that was about it for our conversation. And so we reflected on that. We said, wow, that that was one of these questions. Well, that was Friday after the Thursday night uh, time we met her. And we went to Atlanta the next weekend and we went to a church with our uh, daughter and son-in-law. One day they were visiting, not their regular church. And they had a time after the service that if you wanted to have up and come up and meet with some people and they would speak a prophecy to you on something that God would show you. And so we we had never experienced anything like that. And, you know, that was a little bit on the outside for us. But we said, what the heck? Let's go. We yes, said, let's go. That. Let's see. What <laughs> right? are they going to tell us? Right. And so all they told us was when we walked up, we couldn't tell them anything other than our name. No other information about us. Not even where you live or anything. Right. So so we went up and there were two people there and they prayed a little bit. And uh, the first one said that as soon as he saw us coming over, he was impressed that God wanted us to go back and consider an experience we've had in our life. And we needed to relive that and set up like, and he called it a memorial of stones, like the children of Israel set up when they crossed the Jordan. Remember, remember the great and mighty things that God has done in your life. And when he said that, it just hit us that that's what the wow. book signified. And and I remember Priscilla started started crying uh, whenever he said that because it just it was just like the the weight of that moment. Then the other person started, and it was under a similar vein. And they said that God has an opportunity for you here. It's already going to be very successful as long as you, and she kind of paused and she said, you do it together. You have to do it together. If you do it together, God will make it very successful. And so these people didn't know us at all. Don't even live in the same city. We never talked to them again. I couldn't even tell you who they were, but uh, we recorded that actually and transcribed it and sent it to our kids. And um, because they said we were allowed to record it if we wanted to. And, and so that was, that's kind of how we got to this place writing this book. Wow. So God's um, not only purpose, but direction step by step, it sounds like, which I'm not surprised by at all, um, <laughs> obviously bringing you to that point. So what do you feel a couple of things in uh, as far as your goals, as far as like the book itself? I know it's your story. It's the recounting of that, plus some other things thrown in. Who do you feel the audience is? Who is your book written for from your perspective? Well, it's a couple of audiences. You know, the 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 obvious audience is somebody that was in the situation we were in, you know, broken, not believing there there can be hope. I mean, it's amazing. Almost every book you read out there, I'd say secular and Christian says this will take five to 10 years to get through. And uh, Priscilla, I remember you read one of those books yeah. and you threw it across the room. I did. I was very frustrated. I didn't have five to 10 years for this. And uh I was not going to stick around for that long in the pain that I was in. Yeah. And so I think it's to offer hope to couples that God can do something in this situation and allow you to recover from this in an amazing way. Um, But, you know, we've been really amazed that it's not just been those couples, but it's been other couples as well. Yeah. I mean, we had a woman um, who sent me a, a text who said, you know, I just read your book and my marriage is not in a crisis, but that place where you said that you let Phil go because he's God's problem, she go, that that really spoke to me. She said, um, my mother-in-law is my problem and I need to let her go. And I was like, all right, good. 
so so we've been getting contacts from people like that that don't necessarily have one of these crises but they're seeing things that are allowing them to experience more in their life and in their marriage and i'd say the third category is probably uh pastors or counselors or teachers and it's been interesting we've had some people contact us that said their counselor told them to read our book Mm. so that's been really cool as well yeah yeah that's really awesome i think you know the principles are universal that God has taken you guys through and um, taken, you know, us through and so many others in our ministry and how you guys were able to lay it out in your book through your own story, I think is, can be not only transformational for someone who reads it. And like you said, Priscilla, whether they're in the same vein or walking in the same experiences as you guys, that doesn't really matter. And, um, right. but they're still able to um, gather um, from that. You had mentioned um, one of the things that you wanted them to take away is hope. Uh, but what is another benefit you would want your readers to gain from reading your book? Well, I think that um, part of at least my issue was that I, I needed to be healed in my emotion. And That's one good. of the things that hope did was open that, that lane up for me. Because I had not seen how the my choices and my responses to situation had hurt me in my emotion. And so for me to look to God for healing in that area, I wanted healing. And, um, and I think that's what this book also does. It says, hey, we all need to be walking this road of this process, this road of healing and looking to God to come and renew our, our, our soul mm-hmm. because there have been damages there. Yeah. And I'd say from my standpoint is I don't think I knew Priscilla spiritually. I mean, we were married 28 years. We went to church all the time. We taught Bible school. I mean, we did everything. Missions trips. Yeah. Missions trips. Vacation but, Bible school. But I don't think I really knew what, how she related to God, uh, what God was doing in her life, where God was, you know, her journey with God. We didn't know any of that stuff. Our spiritual, if you ask me um, what our spiritual life was, we would recount things we did. Uh, we went to church and we did Bible studies and missions trips. But as far as like knowing one another spiritually, that I don't think happened until five years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we when we saw in John 17 that, that Jesus was speaking to the the uh, uh, the believers and saying, "Listen, I want um, your relationship uh, horizontally be the, to be the same as my relationship with God and your relationship and me." So it's kind of like your horizontal is going to be as intimate as your vertical. Boy, that really that really blew my mind. And so now, what we've done, I would say that we probably know one another spiritually for the first time in our marriage. Yeah. And what that has done is it's set a completely different foundation for the emotional and the sexual in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had previously thought the whole solution was you got to be emotionally and sexually connected. That's That was the glue of the marriage. And what we figured out in the face of real problems, that stuff had no power whatsoever. Mm. And it was really God opening us up spiritually that got us past all this. Wow. Well, that's beautiful, you guys. And um, I totally agree. And um, I just find that um, awesome that God led you in this direction with the book, because I think it is going to reach many, many, many people. 
that um, you guys nor I even have any idea. Um, so I'm glad to be a part of that journey with you guys. But take just a minute before we wrap up. Um, Savage Marriage, the book, is out there now, but you guys also do um, some ministry at home, and that's kind of where this also birthed out of. Have you got a second to just kind of fill the listeners in? Because I know if they go to your website or whatever, they're going to um, see that you guys, you're from the Orlando area. Um, you do, do some things in your home with other couples, and you've done this for several years now. Can you give just a kind of a brief outline of what that looks like? Sure. Yeah, this has been really part of the journey. And I'd say a year a year into this, we started writing a curriculum to do in our home. And it's just called Savage Marriage, uh, Small Group Studies. It's the first thing we did. It is. And, and it, it presented our first way of declaring what God had really done in our life. And we've done 10 groups now. We just finished our 10th one. And um, we have a study guide coming out that will be published in the next uh, probably few weeks. And I tell you, this has been an amazing thing. And even with uh, whatever it takes ministries, Paul, with you and Nikki, I mean, this has been an amazing way for us to connect because what we see is we get to know these couples in our home. Uh, it's nine studies. And many of these couples need the same type of freedom that Priscilla and I needed. And we get to know each other and we are able then to tell them, hey, you need to go to four days to freedom, four days to hope, a couple's intensive. And it's been an amazing way for us to be able to connect and continue to stay connected with uh, with you guys on this. Yeah. And we we usually tell them before the, the, the whole session is up, hey, you need to go. We're in session number three, but you need to go to freedom. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because so. it's easy to see once you get to know everybody pretty well on that. But that's what we've been doing. We'll continue to do things like that. And uh, we also have a few we're looking for other leaders and um, to be able to lead groups like that and serve as an outlet for their their ministry. Absolutely. And I'm sure God's going to bring more and more of those because I see the not only the necessity of it, but the benefit, uh, the results you guys have had. I know whenever we get a contact through our website, um, which I do from time to time, a call from a man or a woman in the Orlando area, I'm like, okay, well, first of all, yeah, we've got weekends coming up. You need to get in touch with Phil and Priscilla. But you need help. And, um, so it's awesome to have uh, what we call team leaders, people serving along beside us in wit ministry that are motivated and God is God is allowing in you guys to use the, if you want to say even the pain um, that you guys have walked through and instead of just burying it under a rock, he's given you a um, platform to be able to share it. And I had a guy tell me early on when I thought my life was over when I came clean, he said, Paul, if you'll allow God will, take your failures or your mistakes and so forth and give you a life message of hope for others. And that's what mm. I've seen you guys do. And um, you're going to continue to do. And um, I'm just, Nikki and I are both just honored to be able to serve with you guys. Yes. Anything else you guys would like to say before we wrap up? Well, I, you know, I need to, uh, we need to just certainly return the thanks back to you guys. I mean, y'all have had a just amazing uh, impact and, and Nikki, we've not known you as long as Paul, but it's been right. uh, to, to see what God has done in your lives is truly amazing and such an inspiration. And for you to be able to join together and continue to to move forward in ministry together is just really, really marvelous. And we've appreciated you both so much. Yeah, mm -hmm. you guys mean the world to us. And, you know, we would not be here without your ministry. And uh, we're just so thankful. We thank we are thankful every day for what God has done through you guys. And, 
and he's going to continue to do it. Amen. Amen. Well, he will. He definitely will. Well, thank you guys both. We've been visiting today with Phil and Priscilla Fretwell, the founders of Savage Marriage Ministries at savagemarriageministries.com. And you'll find the links in the description below for not only their book, but their website and also their contact information. Co-authors of the new book, Savage Marriage, Triumph Over Betrayal and Sexual Addiction. So thank you both again for joining with us today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, if you've got further questions or want to know about Whatever It Takes Ministries or how we can help you, please contact us through our website at whateveritakesministries.com or witwitministries.com. Or you can call us at 336-310-5050. And thank you again for joining with us today. So until next time, remember, your life can be different if you're willing to do whatever it takes.